Hey guys, it's Keon and I am back with the MMA Hot Takes. It is a series that I've done before. I was making quite a bit of videos about it. Some of the hot takes were very controversial and some of them were ones that people agreed with. Regardless, it got a lot of discussion going and it was fun to make. I kind of stopped making it for a bit because I found that I was doing too much of it and I kind of wanted to just take a break and just, uh, you know, recuperate, if that makes any sense. But we're back, man. We're back. I want to talk more about these hot takes. And there were some hot takes that people left me before I left this series. But now that I'm back, I'm going to answer them. And I want to start with this first hot take, which is Bilal will be the champ at the end of 2023. Oh man, it's funny because I just made a video talking about Bilal versus Gilbert and I said, you know, Gilbert has a better chance at winning that fight. Honestly, I might have to change my mind. <laughs> I might have to say Bilal Muhammad, man, because even though there's a lot of factors going against Bilal heading into this fight, a lot of it being that he's taking it on short notice, I get that um, Gilbert is taking it on short notice too, but he's taking it... But Bilal is taking it on short notice without having a fight. Bilal, um, Gilbert recently fought Jorge Masvidal back at UFC 287, 286, one of those. Um, and Bilal has been inactive. He's coming off of Ramadan. I saw one, um, one someone's comment that uh, Bilal will be even better after Ramadan. I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe may, I, I could see that take, but at the same time, it's like, um, we don't know. We don't know how hard he was able to train because he was fasting. And he even said himself that he doesn't go as hard compared to when he's not fasting. So that might play a factor too, in my opinion. I'm not entirely too sure. But I just feel like um, there, this favors Gilbert a little bit more. This, this short notice fight, especially this five round short notice fight. And uh, that's why I picked Gilbert originally, but I might have to switch back to Bilal because, hey, maybe that guy's right. Maybe that guy's saying that uh, post-Ramadan, um, Bilal will be able to make weight easily and uh, he'll feel good heading into that fight. I'd love to believe him. This is me speaking as a Bilal Muhammad fan, which <laughs> a lot of people probably don't understand why I like Bilal. I just like how... This guy is always doubted. People don't like him, yet he keeps pushing and keeps proving people wrong. I think that's very admirable. Is that the word? Is a lot of admiration for that. And I think, um, not I think, I would like to see Bilal continue that. And I think that is possible in a fight against Gilbert Burns because Gilbert Burns has been looking very good. There's no doubt about that, but... When it comes to the competition both guys have been facing prior to them meeting up, I would say Bilal was fighting the harder fights, harder uh, opponents, harder fighters, especially Bilal's last fight against Sean Brady. Man, that was a fight that could have not went his way, and there was a lot of pressure for him to, to win that fight because he was going up against an up-and-comer, but... He absolutely showed up in that fight and looked the best he ever looked. And Gilbert has been looking good too, but he's been looking good against the likes of Jorge Masvidal 
and Neil Magny. I'm honestly more impressed with um, Gilbert's win against Neil Magny than his most recent one against Jorge Masvidal. So I think Bilal is the more impressive fighter heading into this fight. And skill-wise, I think he has more skills to win this fight against Gilbert. I think Gilbert has the edge on the feet, but Bilal, man, he he has been improving so much on the feet, especially after training with Habib and Habib's guys. Um, on the ground, I think it's fairly even, but Bilal, man, I, I think he might have the slight edge. Bilal's wrestling is solid, man. Like, this guy is very good, but I think, I don't know, man, both of them are riding very high in momentum and confidence, but I just, I think... I don't know, man. I have a feeling Bilal can get it done. That's why I'm going to pick Bilal to win. But once he does win, of course, we don't know if he'll get a title shot afterwards. I do think he will. And that means he'll have to fight the winner of Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Who knows if that fight's going to happen. So let's just assume Leon is the champion by the time Bilal fights him again for a second time. How do I think that fight will go? And honestly, before that eye poke in their first fight, Leon was clearly winning. He was outstriking Bilal, and then that eye poke happened, ended unceremoniously. But I feel like both guys are so different at this point in their careers that I can't even judge on that fight in regards to how the second fight will go. So because of that, I think it's going to be very different. Bilal is a much better fighter compared to then. Leon is also a much better fighter compared to then. It will be a very competitive fight if those two were to face each other. But um, I don't know, man. I feel like Bilal has the motivation to do it right now, if that makes any sense. Um, I like Leon too. I don't want Leon to lose, man. Uh, but I think I'm going to agree with this hot take. Bilal will be the champ by the end of 2023, which honestly sounds like, oh man, I know people are like, well, what are you even talking about? I think this is more of a hard pick because I want to see Bilal capture UFC gold. It would be a great thing, a great story to see him reach this point. Um, so yeah, I'm going to agree with this, even though I, <laughs> there's a good chance it won't happen. Uh, I could see it happening as well, if that makes any sense. It probably doesn't make any sense, but I'm gonna say yes. Bilal does become become the champ at the end of the uh, at the end of 2023, at the end of this year. He has the tools to do it. He has the motivation to do it. I think it's a perfect mix to get to the top and win UFC gold. So I'm gonna pick Bilal Muhammad as the welterweight champion by the end of the year. I understand if you disagree. Let's move on to the next hot take. If Aljo goes up to 145, he becomes the champion. No. <laughs> I have to disagree, man. Um, Because that means he'll have to fight... Uh, I was going to say Henry Cejudo. He'll have to fight Alexander Volkanovsky. And Alexander is already a tough test for most guys at 145. So for Aljamain to move up... Yes, he is the champion, but for him to move up to a heavier weight class and fight the pound-for-pound best fighter in MMA right now, I just don't like his chances because I like Aljo too. I think he is a solid fighter, great ground game. 
he, I think he's been improving everywhere too. Uh, also on the feed, we haven't really seen that much. Should I even say that? But I think he is like an all around like solid fighter. But obviously, his backpacking style of fighting is the main way he likes to fight, and it's very effective. He he's proven how effective it has been as of recent. So do I think he'll be able to do the same thing to Volk? I don't know. Like, Volkanovsky did get backpacked by Islam Makashev, but even then, he was connecting with shots. He was able to stay busy down there and even just get back up, which is a very impressive thing to do against a wrestler like Islam Makashev. Like, to be able to deny his takedowns or get taken down and pop right back up or even just stay busy when Islam had a dominant position, it shows that... um, Alexander, he is a very solid anti-wrestler. Like it's it's going to be hard to out wrestle him, and I just don't think Aljamain's wrestling is to the same caliber, same degree as Islam. So that's why I think he won't find success if he were to fight Alexander Volkanovsky. But even if it wasn't Alexander, let's say they gave Aljo a tune-up fight against Max Holloway. I don't think he'll be able to beat Max as well. Max is just so good, man. Um, maybe if he brings the fight down, but it's going to be hard to bring Max down. And then when on the feet, I think he'll be able to pick apart Aljo quite easily. So who knows? I, I personally don't think if Aljo moved to 145, he becomes the champion. I, <clears throat> I think, excuse me, I think that is a very hard task to do but hey aljo has proven me wrong before that would be a very impressive accomplishment by him to capture featherweight featherweight gold especially with all the doubt that he has received throughout his career that would be an amazing story but personally i don't think it would happen let's move on to the next hot take henry cejudo's ufc run is not that impressive and i understand the that whole cringe method but he's actually annoying um, <laughs> personally, I like the cringe stuff as, you know, it was so funny, man. Like, I remember that, that he's, he's done some funny interviews. I can't even deny that. But one of the funniest things was when he was wearing like the crown for his fight against TJ Dillashaw. And then he was taking things out of his bag and he took like a snake out and then he just like whips it to the ground and everyone's like, what the hell is going on here? I thought it was funny, man. I, I understand how it's cringy, but I think it Henry is so aware of it that he makes it funny, at least for me. But I understand if some people don't like it. So I disagree with that. I kind of like the cringe gimmick and hey, it brought attention to him in the end of the day. But in regards to Henry's run, his run not being impressive, do I agree with that? I disagree. I think it was impressive because just look at look at this. After losing to Demetrius Johnson and then Joseph Benavidez, he goes on this six-fight win streak, defeats Wilson Hayes, Sergio Pettis. That win against Sergio Pettis definitely has aged well. Um, and then fights Demetrius Johnson for a second time at UFC 227. Very close fight. Many people said, you know what, Demetrius did enough to win. I personally thought Henry did enough to win, but I also understand the argument of you gotta 
beat the champ if you want to win the belt. What What's that saying? You, like, really have to make it definitive. I don't know. Something like that. But I understand that argument and why Demetrius should have retained his belt there. But I thought, personally, Henry did enough to win that night. Still a very close fight. Regardless, beat one of the greatest fighters of all time in Demetrius Johnson. Became the flyweight champion. People were still doubting him. And... Then we had TJ Dillashaw move down to 125 to try to become a double champion, take um, take Henry's belt because pe- people thought Henry wasn't going to be a longtime champion. They thought TJ was going to get it done, especially at this point. TJ was considered as one of the greatest fighters of all time. Not of all time, but like of one thir- at 135, like people were saying he is on the cusp of being the greatest bantamweight of all time. He was going to surpass Dominic Cruz. And if he were to defeat Henry, he would definitely improve his legacy. Not Maybe not surpass Dominic Cruz, but it would definitely elevate him to an even greater fighter than what people saw him as at that point. So I think TJ was the favorite heading into that fight against Henry. I'm not entirely too sure. You got to fact check me on that, but... Yeah, like people were doubting Henry going into that fight against TJ and then Henry starches him in the first round. Just lovely. It was such a beautiful thing. Proved a lot of people wrong. And then the cherry on top of it, Dillashaw tests positive for EPO. And it was like, I just defeated this guy who was shooting up. And yeah, like it it really rose Henry's stock. So for... Henry to beat Demetrius Johnson and TJ Dillashaw back-to-back in their primes at that point, I thought that itself in itself was a very impressive streak, especially when you also add in Sergio Pettis, who later became the Bellator bantamweight champion. So it was just like, that's an impressive run in itself. But then after, we have Henry deciding he wants to fight for the vacant 135-pound belt against Marlon Marais. And... That was a fight that many people thought Marlon was going to win for sure. Marlon was looking so good at this point, just knocking out everyone heading into that fight. He got wins over Aljo, Jimmy Rivera, submitted Rafael Asuncao. It just seemed like, man, Marlon is going to be the champion. There is no doubt about it. He just looks so good. Um, But then... And, and in that fight against Henry Cejudo, it looked like he was going to win early on. Henry was hurt bad, and it was like, okay, this is all going to work out for Marlon Marais. He's going to become the new bantamweight champion. But Henry, man, he showed how resilient he, how resilient he was, how tough he was, stayed in there. And then in the third, he got the finish, TKO punches. And this was a very impressive win, in my opinion. And... It, it, it was just such an impressive way for Henry to win another championship and become a double champion. So even though Marlon isn't going to be looked at as one of the greatest fighters of all time, we're not going to consider him in that that conversation compared to someone like TJ Dillashaw and Demetrius Johnson. I think it was still a very impressive win, especially considering the momentum Marlon had heading into that fight and... I think he was the favorite. I don't know. Got to fact check me on that. But that that win streak is just so impressive. Demetrius, TJ, Marlon, just so good. Becomes 
not only a flyweight champion, but also a bantamweight champion, holds two belts at the same time, decides that, okay, let's extend this streak and defend my bantamweight championship at UFC 249, fights Dominic Cruz. I thought, okay, Henry's going to win this fight at this point. Dominic, I didn't even think, deserved to fight for the title. He just lost it to Cody Garbrandt like four years back like four years ago like that's crazy and then he got another shot at the title by fighting Henry Cejudo at UFC 249 um I don't know why they made that fight but I guess name wise it makes sense but for, for I don't know why I don't know why Dominic got that shot at the title he definitely didn't deserve that um he did and it kind of went down as I expected. Henry defeated him. I didn't think he'd finish him. I thought he'd win by decision, but he finishes him in the second round. TKO knee and punches. Uh, of course, it, was, uh, it wasn't very controversial. It was controversial because Dominic wasn't happy with the finish. Uh, I was going to say Keith Goddard. Keith Peterson, of course, cigarettes and alcohol smelling like that during the fight. Um, and yeah, uh, Henry defeats him in the second round with a finish. I don't think it was the most impressive win on this run, but name value wise, uh, it was impressive because Dominic is the 135 pound goat. So still a solid win from, I was going to say Marlon Vera, still a solid win from Henry Cejudo. Uh, but yeah, out of that, those four fights, from Demetrius Johnson to Dominic Cruz, I think the win against Dominic was the least impressive. Uh, I was excited to see what was next for Henry after this. Was he going to go down, defend his belt? Was he going to just continue bouncing back and forth? Or was he going to relinquish his flyweight championship, stay at 135? But unfortunately, we never really got to see that because he retired right after. And I kind of see why this hot take is saying uh, it wasn't that impressive because it was impressive without a doubt in my opinion but i think what diminishes that impressiveness was how henry kind of ended it all prematurely like i wanted to see how far henry could take this but he decided hey i'm gonna retire on the top but the thing is i want to see a fighter retire on the top when they've done it for a long time like this win streak between the Demetrius Johnson win and Dominic Cruz was in the span of two years like give it make it like three to five years and then retire then I think more people would see this stretch and the following wins after it as impressive but because Henry decided to retire right afterwards and he was still young at this point when did he retire was he like 33 um that was 2020 so yeah 33 32 it was just kind of like man i want to see more and i understand what this hot take is saying in that it wasn't that impressive but make no mistake that run right there is one of the greatest runs in mma history to defeat the caliber of names that he did and uh to do it at the time the momentum that these fighters had heading into that fight i think it is one of the greatest runs of all time. So I got to disagree with this hot take. But what do you think? What are your takes on these hot takes? If you have a hot take yourself, 
put it in the comments down below and I will talk about them in the next video. But that's all out for now. So I'll see you in my next one. Bye bye.